Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. We are, again, now part of the SiteCraft Network, a network of podcasts that is dedicated to helping you learn, grow, improve your health, your mental health, and your relationships. So stay tuned for more from that as we uh, explore the vision and uh, I guess the direction that that network is going to take. It's pretty exciting. It's growing. I think there might be like eight to 10 podcasts that are a part of the network now, the SiteCraft Network. Go check it out, sitecraft.com. Hey there, Daniel Fava here. And if you don't know me, I'm the host of the Private Practice Elevation podcast, where I share online marketing strategies and interviews to help private practice owners attract more clients and scale their businesses. The Private Practice Elevation podcast is part of the SiteCraft network of podcasts, and I'm super excited to be part of this network alongside Aaron and Nathan and the great work they're doing. If you haven't discovered the Private Practice Elevation podcast yet, you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd love for you to join me as we explore topics like building an effective website for your private practice, search engine optimization, content marketing, and copywriting, as well as my conversations with experienced private practice owners about scaling a practice, outsourcing, team leadership, and all the things that are going to help you elevate your business and create the life you love. Be sure to check us out at privatepracticeelevation.com for resources and content to help you in your online marketing journey. Today we're going to be talking about a question that uh, one of our loyal listeners, Chrissy, told us about, and it's actually a great question. Um, I was talking with her about therapy and just how this works, and she asked a great question that I guess it to me it kind of summarized a lot of what a lot of people say, but in a very concise way. And it, so it's kind of the accumulation of the things that people in session kind of make comments here or there. And that really is like, how in the world do you keep everyone's stories correct? Or how do you keep them in your head? You know, like, not just correct, but like, how do you even remember that much stuff? Because you see, you know, maybe like 20 to 30 people uh, a week as a therapist, depending on if you're full-time, part-time, whatever. Um, And that's not even counting like those people are every week. So it could actually be more than that. And then you multiply that over the years that you're seeing people. And it's like, good gravy. How in the world are you seeing that many people remembering names, stories, information, treatment plans, all that kind of stuff? So the question, we're going to just take the time to unpack that. It's going to be more of a casual behind the scenes conversation, but I'm hoping it'll be fun and and insightful for you. When you said that, I thought, you know, probably the the time when that question would happen, where I myself am always like, oh, that's 
that is kind of like, I guess that does make sense is, is, uh, I had this person that I hadn't seen for like six or seven years and they were like emailed. I don't know if you remember me, but blah, 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 blah. I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'm wondering, actually, this was longer ago than that. This dude, I've been doing this for a long time. Yes, you, know? you have. <laughs> so like this person I'd work with back in 2008 and then they just emailed me like last, I want to say like three or four months ago. And um, it was funny, too, because part of it was uh, was about the they weren't sure if I could see them as a couple because I'd only worked with the with the guy. And the guy's like, I know we already have a relationship, so I don't know if, I, if you can see me as a couple. 15 years ago. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <I know. laughs> Yes, I'm very biased. <laughs> right. That meant so much to me 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, so then I was like, I was struck with the thing where I'd be like, no, I don't even remember anything about you. It's fine to go ahead and do that. Like, I'm, that's not true. I'm, I'm, like, I, re- I remember some conversations, actually, that we had and stuff. But I'm sure that the information has changed. Entire life has changed, probably. I know that they used to have kids. I'm sure that the kids are much older now. But it is kind of a, one of those things where I was like, that is weird how, like, I kind of just automatically know the guy. You know, like, in my mind, just, bing, there's a little picture. Yeah, it's interesting. A couple of things I think of. Uh, one is I know sometimes when I'm out and about in the community, I will see somebody that I worked with years ago and boom, like I remember their name. I remember some of the conversations that we had. And it's like, whoa, like it just surprises me how easy and how fresh that stuff is. And I don't mean like getting into the nitty gritty about the details of stuff, but it's just it's more like the person leaves an impression and you remember that impression. Um, the other thing I was thinking about, too, was like um, it was kind of more practically like how how do you. But part of the question is like when somebody's coming in as a client and they're like, here's my my thing, my topic for today. How do you actually remember like <laughs> who they are differentiated from the person you just were with for the last hour and the person that you're going to be with in the next hour? So I know uh, was, we were talking to Brad, uh, one of the guys that works for me last night, and he was saying, you know, I just kind of have a memory for that stuff. Like, and I, I was relating to that because like, these are just relationships. You know, I'm a person, you're a person, we have a relationship. And for people who are relationally oriented, you just kind of remember that stuff. It's like, I care. I want to know about you and your life. And I'm curious and it's interesting and it's exciting. And I might not remember all the details. Like sometimes people, you know, are like, they'll say something. I'm like, wait a minute, remember, remind me what that thing was or who was this person? Oh, yeah, that's right. And it's a recall thing. But generally speaking, like, I like knowing that kind of stuff. Although I'll tell you a funny story about this guy that I could not, there was one thing I could not remember, but Nathan, I wanted to to put it to you. Like, how, how do you remember everyone's story hour by hour? Okay. So first, do you actually remember the names of everyone? Most of the time I do. Yes. I, yeah. That's not, that's I, not. But me. I'm good with names, right? When somebody comes in, like I'll, I'll get their name down and, you know, they've got all the, like, what are the, what are they called? Like the mnemonic uh, devices, things. Yeah. That you can use. And then once a person's name is in my head, it's pretty much there. I mean, I generally will, but if it's been long enough, I'll, I'll be like, oh, crap. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, or the other thing that was messed up, um, like, how you know, you're asking, like, do how do I do it or whatever? Um, I I do it based probably on, I guess, con, uh, probably the feeling that I get with any other person comes in they'll start in their story i'll be like oh yeah and then i'll just know their story it'll just it'll flood at once um however thinking of a time like 
early in, uh, and I actually told this couple this, like that, that what I'm going to tell you right now, like later, by the way, like years, years later, because what happens, and I'm sure this happens to you is you see somebody and then like, you're kind of their counselor now. Like that's like, like you have a dentist, you know? Oh yeah. And then that's it. Like, you're just going to keep going. Right. I, I have people that come back like years later and you're like, you're my therapist. Like I've not seen anybody else. I'm like, you can, we're on a break. <laughs> we're on a break. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I say that cause I, I've worked with them off and on since, since 2006, but there was two couples that I was seeing at this time, right back in the, back in the old days. And, um, they, man alive that like I wasn't clued into them right at the time. So this is partially answering the question, right? Cause I wasn't, I wasn't thinking of them as people. I was looking at the file, right? So I'm, I'm looking at this file and I'm thinking, Oh, th this couple's coming in. And then I look at the file and I'm like reading through it. And, um, and I'm looking at it from a standpoint of what's going on in life, not from who they are. Right. And I sit down across from them. And again, it's because I'm partially like a little anxious about the session. I'm in my head. I'm not totally really present, you know, really, honestly. <laughs> and um, and I asked them, like, how was your vacation? They didn't go on a vacation. <laughs> right. I grabbed the wrong freaking file, man. And so like and then it was all at once I realized like how to, and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, these this, it just is so coincidental that all the things in this in this person's life were so similar to the other people that the only difference actually on paper in the last like two weeks is this vacation. <laughs> they went on vacation and you didn't. <laughs> right. That is so weird. It's true. It's true. Sometimes the, the situations or the dynamics that are going on are very similar and you can, it is kind of easy to confuse, not, not because the people themselves are similar, but just kind of the nature of the issues or what you're working on. Maybe some of the, the elements that are going on are very, very similar. And part of that is as a therapist like i think a certain way about those issues like i will orient myself to like oh this is going on so then we need to do xyz right so in my mind i was doing the exact same thing pretty much with like just with two different with well four different people and so like it's just <laughs> it just you just tailor it to that person in a specific way <laughs> right and so i'm just was um I knew I actually wasn't going to do anything different than I would have done with the other couple, actually. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been funny if you continued on? You didn't say that part of it. You just continued on the whole session thinking it was these other people. And I'm like, that was the best session ever. And you're like, wait a minute. That was meant for Bob and Margaret. <laughs> that would suck so bad. Like, the thing was, I was so, in, I was so insecure and young uh, as a therapist with that. I just casually got up. Walked over, put the file Nothing back. To Nothing to see here. Let's switch the file over. You know, they didn't even say anything at the time and later. And they didn't know, actually. I found out later because I talked to them. And they're like, no way. And I'm like, you guys are so similar. They didn't know these. Other, I didn't tell them, obviously. But anyway. Now, that is true, though. I mean, especially around around here and in the summer when, like, everyone's going on vacation, you know. And I'm like, they come in and they're like, oh, my, my vacation was great. And I'm like, uh, I everyone's going on vacation. Where did you go? I can't even remember, right? Sometimes it's like there's just so many of those things happening that it's hard to keep track of those things, mainly because it's sort of, maybe it's not as big of a deal like you go on vacation to Hawaii or to Florida or to the coast or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, I mean, unless it was like, I'm going on a big 
you know, family reunion vacation or something. But it's easy for those stories to kind of get mixed to get mixed up. But generally speaking, um, I have to refer back to my notes sometimes for like the specifics of what we talked about. But that's always like, okay, once I like that's why we take notes is so we we can remember some of the specifics of what we're doing or um, usually we'll write down a lot of quotes that our clients are saying. Um, that's just part of our documentation um, process. That's kind of a standard thing. Um, but it helps us to kind of recall all that information. Some, like you said, for me, a lot of it's just there. And sometimes I just need to get that recall and then it's there. So I got to tell you a story about one guy I worked with years ago. I probably worked with him for two or three years. And man, every, it, I don't know what it is. I know part of it is if I don't interact with the person, then it like they're just information, right? It's just a name or a number or something out there that ha- I have no relation to it. Um, even though with this guy, it was his wife and he would talk about her. And I, for the life of me, could never remember what her name was. And he would be talking about her and I want to reference her. And I'm always like, I got to say your wife. And I can't say her name because I can't even remember it. And then I would ask him. Sometimes I'd get brave and I'd be like, OK, remind me what your wife's name is again. And he would tell me at first. and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I would even write it down um, and then like forget it or whatever. And then at a certain point, I think it's like, you've asked me what her name is many times over the course of like many years. And I just was honest. I was like, I just can't remember it. Um, And that's, I mean, that does not happen to me that often, but I know that kind of thing happens. I'm glad that does because that happens to me. And it it is about uh, typically the other, like something outside of the session because it's, because it's like all of a sudden you want, like you need some like context. But you really are needing context for how the person is orienting to it, meaning the person in the room, right? The client. So you're not really like totally trying to like know this other, you know, family like member. Who or they are or whatever. I mean, and yeah. sometimes I, some, and now on the other side of that, if there's a lot going on with that, where it's a main topic of conversation, I feel, I will feel like I know the other person. <laughs> right. And then they actually come in and you meet them and they're like, Hello, I know you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're like, that's weird. Hello, Susie. What was it like last week when you went to your massage? <laughs> right. Did you have a good massage? What, what are you talking? I don't never met you. You're creepy. You know, I haven't had that happen. That's kind of, I guess, part of where the question I think Chrissy was coming from was like, you know, who am I as a client when I come in? How do you know me or whatever? And when I was describing this to her, I think she was saying like, wow, I don't real, I didn't realize that you're really a human being <laughs> that like cares. And I was, and, and that's the common yeah. thing that a lot of people say, right? They sort of look at it like I'm here for a service. You're treating something or you're performing some intervention, giving me tools. That's what you're doing. And anything about me is just like, okay, well, let's open your chart number three, six, four, seven, one, you know, and they're like, oh yes, your name is Nathan. Um, tell me about your symptoms this week and how did our treatment last week, you know, resolve them. It's like, (laughs) that is kind of how people imagine it goes. But I think in real life, it's like, no, I actually know a lot about you. I know how you operate. I can tell by um, working with you, by the facial expressions that you have or how you're talking about something. If you're, you've been really upset by this thing that I can kind of cue into like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, okay, you just told me about this thing, but, What's going on? And that's when somebody might actually like break down and like open up more because I really know you. And so that's the thing that people I don't think understand is that we really do take the time to like understand who you are and how you work as a person. 
and with that, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any reasonable amount of time, like the entire time. And if not, go back and start. Yeah, the entire thing. Binge it. <laughs> the, we've told you before that memory happens and, it, and, and encodes through emotion, right? So we are literally remembering because we're with you in your pain. We are remembering because actually we care. Because we feel it with you. Yep. We're literally in the room experiencing what you're experiencing with you, which is why you, you might not know this, but sometimes if it's been a particularly painful session uh, for you, you're going through something difficult, um, we, you will leave and like, I'll just talk to you, Nathan, like I'll come out of my office and I'll be like, oh, wow, that was so heavy or that was so hard, right? Because I'm feeling it with you. And those are the kinds of things that we, we don't forget because you don't forget them either. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it can be, I mean, a lot of therapists will, will talk about that, like the weight of what's going on, you know, it, and how it's like, in su- to some extent, we will choose our caseloads based on that because, of, uh, because we do care. And so we know we're going to. And then if we've got, if we've got a, a bunch of folks coming in that are all, it's all like heavy extra heavy because some people um have have stuff that's very straightforward have an anxiety problem they can't you know it's just driving them nuts and so and then other people have like you know like lost a child or something horrible you know where you can completely relate and it's a terrifying thing that you yourself like i don't want to think about that i don't want that to actually be a possibility in life i cannot cannot imagine that and so you would not want i mean i wouldn't want like a bunch of people on my caseload that all had this complex trauma and a bunch of death going on and everything else. But I guarantee you, I would remember it. <laughs> like I would, I would remember right. these people coming in. It's true. Yeah. I remember, uh, exactly. Cause I, I rem- that you're right. As you're saying that, that did happen. I worked with a family, uh, years ago, it's probably been 10 or 12 years ago now. And there was a murder in the family and they were part of this like crime victim, you know, thing. And they came to me for a long time. And I still, I remember specifically um, the people, there were a couple of um, kids and they reacted differently to it because uh, it was their sibling that was killed. And I can still remember to this day how the, each kid reacted differently to that loss, you know, by um, going outward and being super like performative in their life or becoming very, very reclusive and not doing anything or the parent um, behaving in a certain way. Because, you know, like you said, like these things have a huge impact on, on us. And that's why I think you're saying we pick our caseload based on that. It's also based on what we can tolerate ourselves. Because, you know, we've talked about this before in the podcast, like something like grief, you might be that might be harder for you to do. And while it's heavy for me, um, I kind of enjoy it in a certain sense. And so I might be able to take on more cases of grief at one time because I know my tolerance level. And I can remember some of those details where, whereas somebody else, it might be more difficult. And that's, that's some of the things that younger therapists that you kind of learn over time is what your tolerance levels are. You know, you don't want to learn that by taking ridiculous amount of too much. You kind of like hopefully through supervision, your supervisor might go like, you know, you have these X, Y, Z cases right now. Have you thought about how that affects this next person you're saying that you might be interested in taking on, you know, like maybe you actually won't be there for them because you'll be scared of the last session you just got out of and be like, (laughs) you just don't have the energy for it. You know, one thing I was thinking of as we're talking about, like remembering things, 
is uh, here's something that if you're a client and you've got somewhat of a complicated situation, you can do your your therapist a solid by repeating this information regularly. And I'll tell you a story. There was a guy I was working with that um, had a bunch of kids and he would all when anytime he was talking about them, he would say like, you know, Abby 17, da, 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 da. And that's how he referred to that person. And then when he was talking about, you know, Barbara 15, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, Barbara 17 was talking to Abby or Barbara 15 was talking to Abby 17. Blah, and like it in a way, because there were so many complications to it, like I could remember or recall that he had all these kids and um, a bit of what their personalities were. But I couldn't remember the names because because there were so many moving parts. And so and I didn't have to. I can just remember, oh, yeah, that one's the oldest or that one's the middle or that one's whatever. Um, and I just remember thinking like this and he was doing this for a long time. And I was like, thanks, bro. This is really helpful. <laughs> I think he knows maybe even it was for him. He was like, I'm having a hard time remembering my kids names. So let me like repeat them back out loud to you, therapist. But it did me a solid for sure. Yeah. And I um, well, truthfully, saying something like that, that actually I'm thinking that, yeah, you would be doing your, your therapist a solid in this in the around, especially if you had if your story that you're trying to communicate or your issue has like multiple family members involved. Like it's, an, it's important that you, that your therapist knows that your grandfather said X, Y, Z when you were little, because that's why it affected what your mom did with blah, blah. And then that's whole your thing. And you're noticing that your kid now, but you know, it's like, okay, can you just tell me about these people? <laughs> like, because probably if, if, if I'm just looking at, that's one of my hard things is like, is the whole family system. Right. You know, like it, and uh, a lot of times we just don't have to know the whole thing. So I don't, I don't necessarily explore it all the time. So yeah, as you're saying, that, I'm like, yeah, that would be really helpful to somebody. And sometimes it's just that linkage, you know, it's like grandfather, you know, the one who said the thing and you're like, oh yeah, 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 right. Or, you know, grandma, the one who, you know, um, whatever, spilled the beans about whatever. It's like, oh yeah, like it, these complex things we can remember, I think, but we just need some of those linkages like those recall sorts of things. Yeah. And one thing I'll say too, is that to people, um, I'll say like, I know that I know I've asked you this before, but blah, 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 whatever the question is, because there's little details that don't, that, that kind of intermittently matter. Sometimes it's like, Oh yeah, that detail room, I guess matters again. And now I don't remember what it was. And so you got to ask it. Yeah. Cause I mean, the other thing I think it's good for people to know is that, while we're paying attention to the story and your life, we're also thinking about, okay, how, what's the issue going on and how are we going to work on this? Right. So it's like, we're holding two categories of information, the life information, and then also the treatment information, like what we're going to do about it. And while some of the life information we might um, need some reminders on, we're always trying to keep track of like, here's where we're going. Here's what we're working on. Maybe here's where we're at in terms of the progress. And so that's, I think, a little bit why we take notes, but also a little bit why we can forget some of those life details sometimes, because we're holding both at the same time. And, and keep in mind, too, I say this to people all the time, because they'll want to come in and say, you know, you know, so-and-so isn't all bad, or my life, my life isn't all negative or whatever. I know I come in here and I talk about them in this negative way. The thing that I tell people is like, I know, I, I'm here to fix these problems or to help you with them. I know that there's a whole gigantic portion of the pie that you're not sharing that's great um i get that i don't see it but i know that it exists and so i don't i don't generalize it to like wow everybody is so terrible because all i hear about is the bad things 
Right, right, right. Yeah. It's so I guess in conclusion, <laughs> how do we remember all this? The same way you would. I mean, really, at the end of the day, we actually do care. We're not just like wearing a lab coat, you know, taking, doing experiments. Checking um, boxes. Right. And I, we're not your dentist, just getting dentist. Um, <laughs> but it would be weird if you came into your dentist later and like, so how's it been going? I noticed that you're blah, blah, blah. And there's probably some dentists that do that, that care about that. But they are more focused probably on your teeth, which is what they will remember when they look in your mouth. Oh, that's right. I was going to do this, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> I'll, do, exactly. I'll do that. But it's we, like what you care about. And dental community, we do want you to listen to our podcast. Feel free to play it in your, in your office while your patients are getting worked on. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Right now, that's happening. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I remember that this episode needs to close (laughs) before it gets out of hand. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 